The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yay for everybody listening. Man, I hope you're here for a reason today. That is always my prayer. Uh, welcome to every mom out there. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. Because we want to focus on your amazing value, because I think so often the world forgets that we're depending on moms to raise up the next generation, so kudos to you. All right, have you ever felt like there are all kinds of things that you cannot talk about as a Christian? Maybe you feel like you're just not good enough for God, or like you don't measure up compared to other Christians. Maybe you feel alone or exhausted in your struggles. <laughs> Can I get an amen? I feel that way today. And you wonder why God seems so far away. Well, we've got someone who's felt all these things, and she's really honest about it because she wants to help other women who feel insecure. She is Blake Guichet, host of a popular podcast called Confessions of a Crappy Christian. She likes to talk about the taboo stuff including sex. So uh, that is all coming up. Blake's going to be with us in just one minute on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at channelmom.org. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness, it's a good day to be real. Because <laughs> if you listen to me at all, you know that I cry easily. And I've been sobbing today. I just, you know, we, we as moms, we have those times where we just feel... Yeah inadequate and like things aren't going right and we're not enough and we make too many mistakes and we don't know what God wants and I'm just having one of those days and I thought oh what a great day to have Blake on because she's going to help us with that first a little shout out to our moms across the country so grateful for all the moms who tune in via podcast you can find us everywhere you find your favorite podcast Spotify Apple Google Podcasts Podbean etc uh, a shout out to the moms in uh, our markets radio markets across the country uh, Salem Oregon I just found out we're on in Montana so welcome to you as well. Also, all the ladies who listen in Nebraska, Little Rock, Arkansas, Springfield, Illinois, Colorado Springs, 
Idaho and our longtime listeners here in Denver. I think we're also in Texas. So welcome to our Texas folks. Um, look, here's the deal. If you're on in other stations, in other markets who listen to us, we are trying to bring our prison ministry nationwide. We serve moms in prison. We give them a curriculum that reconnects them with their children, loves on them, forgives them, um, brings them to a place where they re-engage with their kids so their kids don't follow the pattern. So often that's the case because moms have shame and then they don't sow into their kids' lives and then the kids end up in jail too. So we're trying to stop that legacy from being handed down. We have a little curriculum called Forever Moms. If you're interested in, in being a volunteer or bringing it to your state, we would love to have you be a part of this. Just email uh, us at info at channelmom.org, info at channelmom.org. All right. I won't even promote my book today because I want to promote Blake's book. What a fabulous guest we have for you today. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Blake Guichet. She is the founder of the crappy Christian company, I guess, which aims to teach women how to use their God-given gifts for the kingdom. She's got a very popular podcast called Confessions of a Crappy Christian. And at first I was like, oh my goodness, is that going to offend people? But that... (laughs) Blake is a professional at that. She She's okay with offending people as long as she reminds everybody that it's okay to be real. That's what she's all about. She's a mama. She's a wife. Uh, she, I, there are all kinds of things I could tell you about her. But uh, she says that the primary goal in all aspects of her ministry is to tell the truth while always pointing people to Jesus, which I love. Welcome to Channel Mom, Blake. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for saying that. Sometimes I want to say, are you just saying that? <laughs> because no. you Okay. Not. All right. All right. Awesome. You know better than that, okay. I think. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So here's the deal. I like to do a little show setup soundbite just to kind of lay the groundwork and give people something interesting to know about the guest. So this is our show setup soundbite for today. I just, I just feel, I just feel like... Women, they, they have minds and they have souls as well as just hearts and they've got ambition and they've got talent as well as just beauty and I'm so sick of people saying that, that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. But I'm, I'm so lonely. Well, that's real. That would be a clip from Little Women, the most recent version. Uh, Joe March is the character there. And Blake, you referenced that in your book. And I thought we'd start out with a little fun movie clip. And you tell us why you wanted to identify yourself with that character in Little Women. Yeah. So one of the chapters of my book, Confessions of a Crappy Christian, is uh, a deep dive on the Proverbs 31 woman. And there comes a point where I talk about how, uh, actually, my my personal favorite is the 1933 version. With Catherine Hepburn? um, Yeah. Catherine Hepburn is Joe March. And I can still really vividly remember seeing it for the first time and being like, it being so mind-blowing seeing how I felt on the inside portrayed on screen. And it wasn't pretty or pink or flowery she was just like rough and tumble in a world that didn't know what to do with a rough and tumble woman especially when little women was actually written um and so i have a deep love for joe march and for Catherine hepburn and uh just kind of make some analogies between 
like maybe the Proverbs 30 woman, one woman, it's a little, it's okay to be a little bit more her than Pollyanna is the, is the comparison I make. Cause I grew up on the, on the classics. Yeah, 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 I know. You're very sophisticated for your age because I could practically be your mother. But, <laughs> but I appreciate how sophisticated you are. And you are a mom and you, you um, bring that into your book. Here's the deal. Very racy title. Confessions of a Crappy Christian is the name of your brand new book, which I forgot to say. Confessions of a Crappy Christian is what you've most recently written, but you also have a podcast by the same name. And, and, and I think you purposely come up with a title that is shocking because you kind of like to talk about all the taboo stuff in Christian circles, things like sex and mental health struggles, and even people being offended by the gospel. So what led you Mm -hmm. to kind of throw up your hands and say, that's it. I'm going to talk about this stuff that most people won't talk about. About in Christian circles? Well, for me, the, so the podcast was the first, you know, my kind of first entrance into doing the internet stuff. And I was in a season, uh, my kids were really young. I was working from home. Uh, I felt really lonely. And also, again, just felt like I didn't fit in the common, it felt like the common stay at home mom narrative, the common Christian female narrative. And I was struggling to find conversations publicly that made me feel seen. Uh, I'm not saying that meant that they weren't out there. I just couldn't find them. And so I just kind of decided to create it myself. And it started talking about mental health and mental illness and then talking about like hustling and finding your purpose in in how productive you can be. And then it kind of, you know, it's just grown over the last four years to kind of include a little bit of everything. I'm also incredibly ADHD, so I just kind of talk about whatever I want to on any, any given day. But the title, while, yes, provocative, it, its roots are in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, where Paul talks about our uh, God's power being made perfect in weakness, and therefore I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And that's really what we do every day is just show up in the in-between and try to be honest about what God is doing and, and who he is in our lives, even when it doesn't look perfect. Yeah. So thank you for confessing your own level of uncomfortableness and feeling like you just didn't fit the cookie cutter image of a good Christian mom or a good Christian woman or a good Christian wife or all those things. And because I think a lot of moms need to hear that today. And while they may not be rough and tumble, but they may have something else that they feel apologetic before. Yeah. And I was just saying at the top of the show, I, I was feeling bad this morning about all the things that I am not and all the things I should be and all the mistakes I've made. And I think a lot of moms are coming from that place. I thought I thought about this. I thought. Christian moms often will not feel like they measure up. They're not sure they're Christian enough. And here's the deal. They're not impressive enough for culture, but they feel like they're not good enough for church. So, so, right. so I want you to speak to the Christian mom today and, 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 and the mom that maybe is not quite there too. I love to speak to moms that are like, mm, I don't know about the Bible thing and I'm not really following Jesus at this point. So, so just speak to the moms who feel like they're not, they're not doing all the things they should be doing for our culture, but they could never mesh up, measure up as a Christian either. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's an important sentiment or statement to make. I think all humans are under a pretty crushing performative pressure Mm -hmm. but I think as believers if you have if you aren't being poured into that like God doesn't just love you he likes you and thinks he did a good job making you then you kind of have this crushing pressure from multiple sides 
uh, because you have it from culture, and then you also have this weird guilt-shame complex thing going on that you're not doing the Jesus thing well enough either. And I think it's something that gets lost in translation that, yes, we're always like striving to be better, but that striving isn't from our own power. It isn't from our own making. It's it's the Holy Spirit within us empowering our efforts. Like there's a reason that there's so much verbiage in scripture about rest and about, you know, laying down in green pastures and and if you're weary and heavy laden. Like Jesus is not um, a travel agent. He didn't just come and die to change your destination from hell to heaven. He also came for the in-between to he, he knows that life, this side of heaven, is burdensome, and he wants to alleviate that and carry it with you. And your responsibility is to let him and to walk in obedience in that. And I think a lot of women miss out on that because of the mounting, crushing pressure that can come even from the pulpit. Yeah, and, and I think it's really hard. But even if unbelieving women and believing women would actually take their identity from what God says about them in scripture, we'd all do a lot better, but we're waiting around for those affirmations from, from, from our spouse, for the thanks from our children, for our friends to, to say our house looks good, to, to, to measure up whatever on the internet. I'm actually going to read a couple paragraphs from your book because I think this is going to help women, like I just did, breathe a sigh of relief. So here we go. This is what Blake Guichet writes in Confessions of a Crappy Christian. And it's very well written. My, my kudos to you. Uh, here, here, here she goes. Yet, the more time I spend online, the more, I, or I, I gotta start over. Yet, the more time I spent online, the more I found that the same issues plaguing Christian women in the real world, isolation, insecurity, FOMO, or fear of missing out, were exacerbated by our ability to curate our lives so they looked perfect on the internet. My struggles with mental health, friendship, marriage, and motherhood seemed non-existent on Instagram, but I knew better. I was sure others were fighting the same battles. I was. They just weren't talking about it. In an age when life has lived out in 15-second internet microcosms, we're drowning in other people's highlight reels. We spend our days comparing what we have and what we are with what plays across our screens. And you basically said you'd had your fill of it, the, the picture-perfect Instagram stuff, especially Inst- Instagram Christianity. And I, I'm so glad you came to that place because you thought I'm going to talk about and write about things that real women and real Christian women struggle with. So let's just dive deep. Why don't you start in the most controversial topic? So if moms have five-year-olds in the room, they might want to get them out of the room. Um, Let's just go to the thing that you uh, is sort of most racy about your book. And that is sex. And you say, I think Christians have a real hard time talking about it and we prepare our younger women and I have a 20 year old daughter and I'm sure I've done this to her to a certain degree with this kind of unrealistic um, sort of I don't know you're going to be better at explaining than me what do we do wrong in not talking about sex in Christian circles yeah that whole chapter it really starts with purity culture if you grew up in the 90s or 2000s in church then you know exactly what I'm talking about you probably read I kissed dating goodbye and did the true love weight thing and just the the like the whole idea that modest is hottest. What it all comes down to when you really step back and look at it is your and it, I love what you said about where you're finding your identity. It puts your your purity and to a degree your identity in the in in the bucket, let's say, of sexuality 
and and if you've been sexually active. And it took into my late 20s for me to kind of get far enough away from that to look back and be like, no, 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 like the finished work of the cross is what makes me pure. That's that's where my identity is. Mm -hmm. Now, is it God's will for his kids that we save those things until the covenant of marriage because he knows what's best for us and he knows how he created us and that he created us for connection and that that is the most intimate form of connection and the most of yourself that you can give? Yes. A hundred percent. And as a mother of two daughters, my hope is to raise them to guard that stuff fiercely, but for the right reason. And that's what was hugely missing in the purity culture era was that we were just given a commandment and nothing to go with it. You couldn't even ask the question why. Because it was just just because, because this is what my God's word says. And yes, it is what God's word says, but like there is very little in scripture where God goes like hits a gavel and is like, This is it. You know, like he, he yeah. understands us, he he communes with us, he communicates with us. And so, you know, I think back to my teenage years when my hormones were raging, because that's another lie that charity culture told was like only boys had sex drives, which is hilarious. But like, <laughs> you know, that I wish that I would have known then. Like these are these are really good, sane, understandable reasons that go along with God's commandment. Like there is a why to the what. Yeah. And yeah. also giving them that helps not make their sexuality, their body, their hormones bad, because that's another huge issue you see coming out of purity culture is this whole generation of married people that got married and like didn't know what to do or how to do it and they felt bad or or you point out that girls were made to feel um like we should let boys off the hook but anything girls have done that might be considered sexually impure they they have to pay for it all right so we only have about seven or eight minutes left and you have so much that you should be sharing with the moms in our (laughs) audience you've got you've got two chapter titles that intrigued me um and i and i did you know read some of the book I, i try to do my best to do that but one is would jesus be a jerk and the other is, why does the gospel make me uncomfortable? So, so you've gotten into trouble in some of the things you say and some of the things that you're willing to admit when it comes to things like sex and mental health in Christian circles. Let's consider those kinds of questions. Would Jesus be a jerk? And why does the gospel make me uncomfortable? As, as you talk to moms about where you want them to, to, to come in their own faith walk, that, that makes them realize their value and their worth despite all the rules and everything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the whole heart of the book is that freedom is on the other side of what makes you uncomfortable. Okay. And they, that God doesn't ask us to just walk around the discomfort, but that he like puts his arm around us and walks us through it, mm-hmm. you know? And so would Jesus be a jerk is about how we handle um, judgment and how we love one another when we disagree, uh, and how, you know, there is a set of Christians that will beat other Christians over the head with their theology, um, and how we handle that. And then an uncomfortable gospel, uh, for, for me is the fact that it, the truth is that we can't save ourselves and that makes people uncomfortable. It is one of the only, it is the only religion that I have found that does not require anything of you, but faith and obedience. Um, 
it meets you where you are and you can't like checklist yourself into it. Yeah, you can't be and, good enough to get into heaven on your own. It's like, and everybody's trying to do exactly. the, the good works, et cetera. The other thing you say, and I, I really like this because we're in a culture now where it's all good and, and all faiths, you know, people say all faiths lead to heaven and whatever, and they're all, but they're all basically from the same thing. And they, and they, and they try to say, you don't really need Jesus. You can, you can there are many paths mm-hmm. and they don't want to hear right. that, that Jesus dying for every awful thing ever thought or done is really what, what makes us right with God because God's perfectly pure. People don't want to hear that Jesus is the only way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you're seeing prominent Christian, well, used to be Christian voices. I'm not saying they're not Christians anymore, but prominent Christian speakers move away from that and kind of move into the whole, like there are multiple ways to heaven, you know, your truth world. And I think it's in an attempt to meet some of the nuance that some Christians are incapable of wrestling with. But you can you can wrestle with nuance without giving like there are some things that are non-negotiable. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus is one of them. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to let you tell a mom story, and and you do a podcast, so you know all about time. You got to do it in four minutes. But I thought if she can okay. tell this story and and bring moms into her own pain and her own fears and her own inadequacies as a mom and the things that she worries about every day and, and then bring them the solution that you've arrived at because you have a lot of healing in the book and things like that. I want you to tell the story of your mm-hmm. precious daughter and her massive seizure and how that left you on the floor and how you've had to work yourself out of those typical mom fears and woes and worries after that story. So, so go for it. You got about three and a half minutes. Yeah. Luckily, I can tell this story pretty quickly now. So when she was a year old, she had a grand mal seizure that uh, the ambulance OD'd her on Ativan. She ended up in respiratory failure in a medically induced coma, tubes breathing for her. They couldn't tell us if she was going to live or not. She was my first child. I already had a history of, of mental health issues and anxiety and immediately well, and, and i'm gonna interrupt recovers. you I, let me interrupt you it, they thought it really looked like she was gonna die she had this horrible yes. half an hour seizure that then they overdosed her she was one years old who can take an overdose at one yeah so so there you are thinking right. i'm gonna lose my child and so you cried out to god and said right. something right yeah i mean i asked him to let us keep her uh yeah. navigating wires and tubes just ask her ask him to let us keep her and uh, I knew that I didn't know what that meant and what state we were going to get to keep her in. And she has had some lingering impacts, nothing crazy. Um, but we essentially walked out of the hospital after seven days with a pretty healthy, recovered one-year-old. Um, and I, like, everybody was so impressed with how well I handled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, When, in fact, I was just absolutely crumbling and dying on the inside that needed to appear as though I had it together because she had lived. Right. It got to give me what I wanted. So I needed to be OK. Uh-huh. Uh, and it all came like crumbling down about six months later, I ended up having to be in like intense therapy and crying all the time and needed a ton of help because it just was living in fear. Just so much fear that it was going to happen again, yeah. that it had been too good to be true. That she was just going to like drop dead one day from the, the side effects or the impact or the medications that she was on. And um just it was just such a lesson in healing and how it's not linear no matter how much we want it to be you are unhealed and then you are healed it is so much messier it is so much more of a squiggly line than that and that again like he god was so faithful to walk through that with me um but you feel freer now you do feel freer and why i do a 
hundred percent. Why? I think because, I mean, yes, obviously we had the most ideal outcome coming yeah. out with like a healthy child. And I fully recognize that not everyone has that experience. I have friends that have lost children and it is devastating yeah. beyond. Yeah. But even those friends that I've like walked through that intimately with that are, that are walking with God can say like, even still he is good. Like I shouldn't feel the amount of peace that I feel. I shouldn't feel the amount of love that I feel, you know, it's, it's the exceedingly and abundantly more than you can think or imagine. Like only God can do that. And he, you get to really see that when you walk through that Amen. Kind of Amen. And in the end, he is always good. And, and there, there's a good ending. Um, so, so let me, uh, you know, ask you to tell folks, Blake, how to find you, how to find the book. We've only got about 30 seconds. Confessions of a Crappy Christian by Blake Guichet. She also has a podcast. How do they find you in the book? Yeah, uh, my Instagram is the girl named Blake, and that's where I'm the most active. And there's also there's links to everything there, so it's probably the the hub, the easiest place to find me. Awesome, awesome, and they can find your book. You, you, I just did it. You can Google it. Confessions of a Crappy Christian. God bless exactly. you and your mothering, my friend. Thank you for those wonderful lessons for moms today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care, Blake. All right, this is the time in the show where I thank you. I thank Blake. I thank every mom who dedicates herself and sacrifices and feels like nobody notices or thanks her or there's just no payoff and no salary for being a mom. So so God bless you for your hard work. You are raising the next generation. You are immensely important. You should walk the red carpet of life for what you do. So God bless you. Check us out. Pray for us. You can also become a monthly donor to keep us on the air. That would be wonderful. Just go to channelmom.org to do that. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much for your support, and uh, we love you. Have a good weekend. If Channel Mom Radio and Podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.